What's the big brewer? <laughs> you want answers? I think I'm entitled. You can't handle the truth. Welcome to the beautiful campus of LCMSU, everyone. Who are you? I am the Chancellor. Yeah, baby. Master <laughs> Marcus Zill. Come on, Jack. All right, listen up. We are looking for anything that looks like drugs or paraphernalia. Philadelphia Police Department, we have a search warrant. What is that smell? I mean, you got to see this. Is this normal? I don't know. I've never been in an abortion clinic before. You were not going to believe what I saw last night. How many? So far, we found over 30 of them. Healthy woman goes into a clinic, comes out dead, and there's no police report? Files have been moved recently. Look at this. You'll be the prosecutor who went after reproductive rights, and you'll be a racist to boot. You've got a lot of folk who'd like to see abortion outlawed, and this is not going to be the case that gives them an excuse. Prosecution has offered you a plea bargain, Dr. Gosnell. And I would have to admit I was guilty. I'm not guilty. When you get to the courthouse, you are going to be swarmed by reporters. You ready for this, counsel? everybody when was the last time your division inspected dr gosnell's clinic we had instructions directly from governor ridge's office not to inspect wouldn't testify in that case about anything you don't you'll find a doctor who will and you look at the facts you will see what i see an overly zealous catholic investigator Back is that what you want to make this about nothing that man did that protects women or children and you don't have to be a pro-life activist to see that Kermit Gosnell is perhaps the most prolific serial killer in American history. You better win. Joining us from the University of Iowa in Iowa City, Amalia Helmkamp. How are you doing today, Amalia? Pretty good. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm from uh, the Denver area, Parker specifically, southeast of Denver. And I'm here at University of Iowa. I'm doing a double major, actually, in music and nursing, which is a little unusual. I'm starting my fourth year. And you attend St. Paul's Lutheran Chapel? I do. Pastor Mons. Pastor Max, Max Mons. Yep. I'm so grateful that you have a terrific campus ministry. Yeah, it's been great. I was on the leadership team the last couple of years. And well, the reason, the reason why I wanted to have you on the program today is I was looking for a college student, put out the APB on our social media. Hey, has anybody seen the Gosnell movie? And you jumped up and said, hey, I saw it. I'd be happy to be on the radio. Tell me real quick, this wasn't a big blockbuster hyped movie. How did you hear about it? And what intrigued you enough to want to go see it? I'd heard about it on social media, actually, uh, Facebook specifically. That's really the only social media I do. I'm kind of weird. But um, wow. I saw it on there. I get, I yeah. get accused of being old school. by. Being <laughs> I'm old Facebook. school and I'm not even old, <laughs> except I kind of am. But it's okay. Um, <laughs> but I um, saw it actually on Facebook. But, you know, being busy, I kind of put most things out of my brain during the semester and then take care of it over break. Yeah, you don't so want to use, you don't use your brain 
during yeah, you the don't want to lose year. your brains during the school year. So I kind of filed it in the maybe watch this over break bin until uh, in our group me for Students for Life, our president type that the Students for Life student org was planning on going and seeing it last Sunday. So that's how I ended up going. It was nice to go with a group of about 10 people. That was a really good decision for that movie specifically instead of going by yourself oh sure so did you know much about um the whole gosnell case ahead of time you know i'm actually kind of unique in that i did um we'd seen the movie uh lancaster or 3801 lancaster as the students for life group we showed it at the union here uh, a couple years ago i'm not i I didn't even know there was another so that was a documentary kind of a thing it's a kind of a documentary thing it's a little different from gosnell the movie because it's more it's more of a documentary and it's more but it's more specifically pro-life whereas the gosnell movie very specifically tries to just stick with the facts so 3801 lancaster struck me a little bit more like propaganda not necessarily in a bad way but a little more like propaganda than gosnell did which was a very impressive thing to me about gosnell oh sure so you weren't surprised by anything that was in the movie or uh the facts about the case uh what kind of expectations did you have going into this especially since you'd seen that other one i didn't really have super i didn't know what to expect i wanted basically if i could have wanted anything it would have been the movie that was made which is pretty impressive but i went in expecting it to be a pro-life movie kind of you know uh, specifically here's the gosnell case and here's why we should be pro-life and oh my goodness here's all of the gore therefore be pro-life and the movie wasn't like that at all so the movie exceeded your expectations then. it really did by sticking with the facts i also appreciated that it showed more than just Gosnell as a killer, which he was and was convicted that way at the end of the movie, but um, more than just Gosnell as a killer, but also just as an unprofessional medical person and as a nursing major that, you know, was was killing me. I mean, I was there with another nursing major and you're looking at the filth and the grime and him eating Chinese food with blood on his hands. I mean, it just doesn't get worse than that. So that kind of complete picture of the man in addition to the clinic conditions, the way the women were treated, and then, you know, the ending verdict of him as a killer, you know, it, it, it goes toward the pro-life end, but it also just is a really neat documentation of a serial killer whose <laughs> brain either doesn't work right or is so, his conscience is so seared, he doesn't have a good sense of sanitation anymore which was a really neat perspective on him that i did not get from the other movie i'd seen about him well and you know to back up just a little bit uh, for the sake of those who maybe haven't uh, haven't heard about the gosnell case um, what's the basic storyline so gosnell he was basically a late-term abortion doctor set up shop in philadelphia out in the open but in such a way that he was really the only late-term abortion doctor in the area it was illegal well, sure. Late-term abortions were illegal right. in Philadelphia, right. so he did it undercover, but kind pe- of. people left him alone yeah. for 20, 30 years. And, and why do you think people were – they just kind of left him alone and, and nobody went and inspected his clinic? Right. But why were people leaving him alone, do you think? I, I think it was because of the whole abortion issue. This is actually – and you can re- – I've read more about this even with the Students for Life group here, that this is an issue with abortion clinics – around the country hopefully not there aren't any more as bad as Cosnell's but that people the state doesn't want to get too involved 
in that because of all of the controversies surrounding abortion itself. So they end up just sort of leaving it alone, pretending it doesn't exist, having it undercover, um, which, you know, means that there's no FDA or just basic sanitation. You know, this clinic would have been shut down, you know, 19 years prior if someone had walked in there, but no one ever did because they didn't want to get into the whole abortion if there's mothers out there, you go taking your kid into the pediatrician and his office looked a tenth of like this office looked. Yeah. Uh, you're this, not, you're walking yeah. right out as soon as you open the door. We actually, yeah, we, um, the group of us went and afterwards we're saying, this is the first movie I've ever seen where my stomach was actually churning and I actually lost my appetite. You know, mm, sure. the popcorn has no appeal. Sure. Over the course of these 30 years that he was in Philadelphia, nobody's paying attention to what he's doing. Basically, this was cash payments. People were coming there from other places where they couldn't get abortions. It was a underprivileged uh, urban neighborhood. I mean, he he was convicted. What was he actually convicted of? For sure, it was a couple charges of first-degree murder in the end. Um, and it was a couple of... There was one charge, certainly, of um, manslaughter, accidental manslaughter with the woman who died with the overdose of medication. And then there were like 200 and something or other odd charges that he was guilty of, of like medical, I don't want to say malpractice, I can't remember what the terminology is, but for breaching the medical code, you know, with doing abortions past when you're supposed to, which kind of falls into the murder category but that was you know borderline um but that he certainly breached that and then also just basic sanitation washing your hands for patient patient he was spreading sexually transmitted diseases from one woman to the next because he wasn't doing basic hygiene i mean it was ridiculous i mean it's so, like you go to the doctor you go okay go sit up on the table and you know get down in your underwear and, and blood sit up on, on the it. table <laughs> and there's there's stuff on it because they're not bothering to I mean, you assume that the things are sanitized, and in this case, you would assume the opposite. But, but in essence, uh, but I mean, the most the most grueling thing. Um, I mean, it's all it's all grueling and, and grotesque. But he would actually, if it happened that a baby was born because he was having late term abortions, and right up into the time of birth, uh, sometimes a baby might be born and he was uh, kind of like really cavalier about his time and uh, you know I'll get there when I get there oh the baby's born okay we'll just take this knife and snip its spinal cord and it'll die and yep. so he was actually convicted of of killing a live human baby that had been born and was uh, not the whole idea of viability isn't even an issue it's the, the, the this child is is outside of the womb and perfectly viable almost uninjured from it was basically almost a more of a induction of pregnancy than it was an abortion at that point sure and it sounds like at some cases they would he would actually induce them so because he figured it was easier to do it that way yeah that's what yeah so exactly this is really really it's it's not an easy it's not easy to take in that regard um now, how did you, uh, did you have any, were there any scenes in the movie? Well, let me, let me skip ahead a little bit. Uh, how did you think they handled the, you know, the, the gory facts of the case in a movie like this? You kind of alluded they, to it before. I thought they handled it very well. Um, everything, all the bags that you see in the clinic that you know are full of fetuses or babies, I right. should say, sure. are um, closed. They never open them up in front of the camera. 
you see them, you know what they are, but you don't have to look at that. And then in the courtroom case, when Lexi, the, the, um, attorney, the press, yeah, thank you. Prosecuting attorney puts the picture of the little baby born alive, whose neck was cut, um, that, that one of the nurse aides at the clinic was describing. We are never shown that picture on screen. You can go see it at the Gosnell movie website, which I did after the movie. Um, but, they don't show that to you on screen. They don't make you. And it was very effective it. what they did. Was it was extremely they effective. showed her from, you know, the classic juries sitting there in their jury area. And she is walking by, having gotten permission to show the picture with a blow up picture, just, you know, a little bit sizer and a piece of paper just going from juror to juror. And you see their reactions to what they're looking at. It was very, very effective. It was a very well done scene that was just an extended period of silence. And how often do you get that in a movie? Just silence so that you can take in what they're seeing, take in their reactions, and giving them the actual amount of time it would take to react. They didn't they didn't skip forward. No, that, I was impressed. Very slow. <laughs> it's only an hour and thirty minute movie and they they, they took their time right as as they needed to do and and you know it's what's amazing we we live in a culture where you know like um this year everybody's on halloween is going to go out and see the halloween movie you know and see all this gore and horror that's all gratuitous and for the sake of of the horror and uh, we love this stuff you know there's all this clickbait oh look at this somebody breaks their leg in a basketball game everybody has to go rush and look at the gory broken leg pictures you know that that's kind of this this culture that we're in and here you have something that the world really needs to see but yet they visually didn't let you see it i thought that that took great restraint i thought it was very very powerful and i think they were consistent with that throughout the movie i agree yeah i completely agree Are there any other scenes that kind of stick out to you that uh, really kind of touched you especially or that you thought were pertinent there were a lot of scenes, but there were actually some more just overarching things they did in the movie that stood out to me. Um, I appreciate there were a few, like I appreciated their um, what was that? Their really equal and this in this culture too. I think this is especially important, but their really equal representation of men, women, whites, and blacks, like all races, all genders on both sides of the issue of all socioeconomic statuses. That stood out to me. I don't know if that was an intentional decision or not, but that happened. And that's the movie that I've seen do that the most in a culture that talks about it all the time, but doesn't do it. But that was a movie that where that came out. And so that struck me. Interestingly, I think another scene that really stood out to me specifically was when Gosnell was being interviewed for the first time um, by Lexi and some of the others to ask if he was going to plead guilty or not guilty of the list of charges that we talked about, the murder, the um, performing late-term abortions, the lack of sanitation. And he looks and he says he's going to plead not guilty. And then he's asked, well, did you do these things? And he says, yes, didn't do anything wrong. And that really struck me because just that complete absence of conscience, that searing of conscience, and then him turning around and saying that he's treating these women as he would his own daughters. I mean, oh, yeah. talk about abuse. <laughs> I mean, well, so but these they, overarching they things that him. our culture talks about that come up in this movie in just odd ways, like the race things, the abuse, uh, Me Too movement. I mean, I'm talk sure. about someone who violated all of that. You've got Gosnell. So well, you know, what's amazing, <laughs> amazing about that is that normally when you think of, you know, a serial killer, 
you think of uh, somebody that, you know, they're tracking down, trying to find them, and he's kidnapping women or whatever. And uh, in this case, Gosnell's like, hey, I've been here for 30 years. Look at what I've been doing. Nobody said a thing. In fact, I think I'm doing a great thing for this community. And he genuinely thought. He genuinely thinks he's a good person. Right. And, uh, you know, the other the thing that struck me, you mentioned about the some of the gender stuff. I was really struck by a, a way they handled the uh, kind of the pro-life versus um, pro-choice kind of issues in terms of showing adequately how people wanted them to stay away from this at first. But even this Lexi character who was the, the woman who had five children, she was yep. going to be the prosecuting attorney. And somebody asked her, well, I thought you were pro-choice. Well, obviously I have five children. <laughs> but then there was that scene where somebody was grilling her on this and and she said you know well how you're pro-choice aren't you lexi how can you how can you be how can you get involved in this and and she said something to the effect of you don't have to be pro-life or pro-choice to see that this is wrong or something like that yeah this isn't a, this and i thought they handled that very well as a and in reality mm -hmm. wouldn't you say that that this movie isn't isn't really about that i mean the, the it's not really about that no it's about uh somebody who is getting away with murder and you know whatever other host of crimes for 30 some odd years because the abortion issue was clouding the necessary oversight from the state or from medical professionals because they weren't willing to go in there because they didn't want to touch the abortion issue which led to you know America's were serial killer. I mean, it's, it's, it's really, it's more complicated than just pro-life pro-choice. It's, it's a whole host of how that impacts and leads to crimes that are clearly wrong. I wish to God that there would be an opportunity. I challenge anybody out there as a professor, somebody like in a nursing school or a, a medical school somewhere. I would love to see somebody have the, have the, 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 the wherewithal to say, you know what, let's get this movie and show this to our uh, our outgoing uh, medical class or our nursing students, uh, what, yeah. regardless of what side of the fence they're on politically or whatever. I would I would love to have a test case is what I, of like two hundred nursing students who have no idea what the movie is going to be about, but you know they're all over the map. I would I would love to see how they would respond, especially those that didn't know about the case, maybe aren't Christian, maybe are fairly. Uh, leftist progressively in terms of their politics how, how do you know that'll it'll probably never happen <laughs> I, right boy I, probably I would not love to see it'd be it. nice if it did but how do you think someone you know might respond that's say your age that doesn't have the views that you have that maybe doesn't share your faith and didn't know about the how would they respond to this movie versus maybe the first one that you saw you know i really i think they would have a the first one that I saw, the other one, I think they would have a, oh, this is a pro-life movie kind of response. This one, I think they'd, it'd cut a little deeper than that. I think mm -hmm. it would be a, what am I, wait, what? <laughs> shock. I think it would be a, a shock response. What they do with that, I don't know. Um, right. It's not specifically a pro-life movie, so I think someone could potentially watch that movie and walk away and say that, that was bad, but you know, I'm still pro-choice. I think someone could have that reaction. I also think someone could say, oh, what's the difference between the Gosnell cutting the baby's neck with scissors after the baby's born and the abortion doctor 
cutting the baby's neck with scissors and injecting its heart with, you know, potassium before the baby's born. Like right. it could raise those issues. And I think that's the hope with the movie, but someone might not see it that way. Well, I that, think that was really movie, an intriguing point of the movie because I'm sitting there going, yeah, what is the difference? What's the difference? <laughs> but they don't ask that question in the right, movie. Right. They leave that for the audience to infer, which I appreciated too, because otherwise it like, would throw it in your face. Be like, oh, this is obvious. Instead, it leaves, it's like, why well, audience is smart? They can put two and two together. They can figure out that, you know, there's no, there's really not a difference here. Sure. And I think some people, I've seen on Facebook already from like live action and some other uh-huh. sites that people have had changes of, you know, people my age have had changes of heart over abortion because of this movie. So it's definitely happening. Well, I, w- um, I would love to the see... The prevalence, I don't know. Yeah. I would love to see... I've actually thought about it. I don't think I could pull it off in two months of uh, seeing if they would let me show this at our upcoming witness conference. Oh, you should. And I, and, and, you and, should. And the I'll reason, be there. <laughs> the, reason, the reason is is that I think that this movie, if if we could get our young people out there, people like you, to say, look, you know, I got a friend who's pro-choice, I'm pro-life. You show me one movie, I'll watch through it, we'll talk through it. Pick your, pick your movie that you would like me to see to express your points of issue. And then I'd like for you to watch one that kind of shows how I feel about this. Yeah. I think this could be a powerful witnessing tool. This could be a powerful witness. If you could get someone, because everybody assumes this is going to be preachy. You know, anytime you go to a movie that's made and by Christians. And it's not preachy. <laughs> half the time, you know, it's some movie, you know, they, you know, even like, uh, I don't know how you felt about, but if you, like the God's Not Dead movies are different thing. Like they oh, there's, have to have, yeah. They, yeah. It's like, hey, most of the movie's just great. And then all of a sudden at the end, they have to have an altar call or something. Yeah, and, and, there's, and no, there's none and of And I was here. expecting that in this movie, and it never happened. And I was, I mean, I, I, I wanted to go like give a giant hug to whoever made it and say thank you for you know restraining yourself and not doing that because that would have destroyed the movie. <laughs> so. and, and for those of you that, that don't know who's in it, there's a couple of famous people in it. There is uh, um, <clears throat> Dean Kane, who used to play Superman way back in the day, way before you were even born. Um, uh, Nadine Turner, who won a couple of uh, Emmys or was up for them for a, a show called Northern Exposure, she played the the nurse that was on the doctor that was on the stand that was a abortion doctor. Um, the guy that plays Gosnell, uh, this is this is a little trivia. Uh, he was uh, made famous in a lot of the old Aflac commercials with a duck. Um, I'll just leave really. And, oh uh, gosh! But, but you know, kudos to all the people. Kudos to the people. I have to give them credit. Yeah. Oh, I did. For you to stick your neck out there and say, "I'm in Hollywood. No one would back this movie. We had to crowdsource fund our our movie to be even be able to make it with two and a half million dollar budget or whatever, and to put their careers on the line. They will never get a job anywhere in Hollywood. It will have to be with things that are just like this. Um, I mean. Uh, wouldn't we wish that uh, God would start a movement where more movies of this caliber and for this kind of educational purpose um, might be made? I think that was the most impressive thing about it. It was a crowdsourced funding movie, uh, pretty low budget, but they didn't, you know, pretty simple in a lot of ways, you know, not a lot of special effects or complicated anything, but a good, like a a, a well done, well produced well-acted movie. There just aren't a lot of those. No, and, and there's actually absolutely the, nothing in this movie. There was nothing to complain about. <laughs> like, absolutely where you're like, nothing. oh, that was lame. There, yeah. There's nothing. 
There's no, nothing. they didn't have budget for that, did they? No, it, you didn't get that sense at all. At all, ever, no. So uh, the word is, everybody out there, I think Amalia will agree, if you still have a chance to go to go see the movie, go see it. If you can't see it before, it's, it's usually it's at select times at certain weird times, and and the the progressives out there are trying to get it out of the theaters as much as quickly yep. as possible. So go see it. Don't wait. Order extra tickets, even if you can't go, just to help beef up their numbers and show your support. And I'm sure there'll be ways to utilize it once it's out and then DVR and streaming and whatnot. But Amalia, thank you so much for being with us. And um, it's uh, really a, a wonderful thing to have, especially with you as your nursing background. I hadn't considered that. It must have been a real powerful movie for you to see. It was really powerful. And I was sitting next to a girl that was in nursing school a couple of years ahead of me and works as a nurse now. And both of us, you know, had similar reactions to things of what am I medi- just medically speaking? What am I watching? <laughs> yeah, well, so, well, God yeah. be with you as you finish your studies. And we'll see you in a couple of months uh, at Witness in Fort Wayne. Yeah. Okay. Take I care. will see you in a couple of months. Yep. Take you care. too. That's all we have time for here today in the Student Union. Witness, January 2nd through 5th in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Check it out at lcmsu.org. And remember, college is tough. You need Jesus, we'll help.